It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get you ready for the weekend right here on If You Don't Like That. Sean Salisbury coming up to talk about the weekend in both the NFL and college in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem, because New Works will be there with their 20 Four seven service. They do it all for you. That's exactly right. Whether it's leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing, New Works is a full service plumbing solution. So no matter how small or how large the plumbing problem, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. My favorite time of the week is when I can talk with Sean Southbury. <laughs> Sean, I, I got to tell you what we saw a Monday night at the end of the game, when you have Russell Wilson on a fourth and five and Nathaniel Hackett likes his chances better on a 64-yard field goal, you've been involved in football your whole life. you ever seen anything as fucked up as that? Oh, I've seen a lot of fucked up things now. Uh, and I've, I've actually <laughs> fucked it up plenty of times myself, okay? But I was the coach making the decision. Um, now, if you'd have told me that game was in Denver and we'd have watched it, I'd have said, okay, I'm giving you a little more fighting chance because of the – yeah. The, Altitude. The, you know, no question about it. But Seattle isn't exactly a place where the ball carries, I would imagine, football quite like Denver. So you got to shift your paradigms and understand we don't fucking play in Seattle every day. So while he said that was our plan going in, now listen, Coach Hackett, sometimes plans have to be deviated against. I got $260 million here, 64 here in Seattle. Let me put it in fourth and five's hands. Go get a first down get a couple more and then spike a ball and th- th- then we can swing away at it and kick. I do love the fact that he stepped up and, and, and said, you know, I, if we do it over again, we had a plan and, and we, I, I, I messed up basically admitting that they would do, do it different, but they stuck to the plan. Part of a coach's job is to be able to adjust. You need to adjust when you've got Russ Wilson on your team. And if they cracks me up, he was, he was, he was a little bit extra giddy. I mean, there, there was, I, I'm thinking, Okay, you're awfully giddy for a guy who made the bad call, but at least you must have got in front of his team and said it. And you know, I look right, at this so I want to ask you about that. Yeah, I want to yeah, ask okay. you about the dynamic Please. in the locker room with a first-year head coach with this team, right? And making a bonehead move on that. I want to ask you about the, the dynamic being on the sideline, 
seeing that unfold, seeing the clock wind down when you have three timeouts, and 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 knowing full well that you have Russell Wilson for a reason, why you paid him so much money, and they try a 64-yard field goal, does that splinter the locker room at all? I don't think it splinters it if it's not a habit, Grant. And as a rookie, here here's a, as a rookie head coach, here's the problem is that you also ask your rookie players to, and, and your veteran players to understand time management and clock. You would ask Russ Wilson to do the same, right? So you got to at least match them the way you would expect them. You can't be the reason I lose. Now, I understand what I'm saying. You can't be. Now, you can help me be the reason we win, but don't let controllable things be the reason we fucking lose. And I don't know if Russ would have got the first down, but what happens is the instant that decision is made, the first reaction, now the players won't tell you this because they're not going to question their coach in public, I wouldn't think, is what the fuck are we doing? This is 64 yards in Seattle. We got this cat. Let's go for it. Now, if it doesn't work, okay. At least as a rookie head coach in culture and winning team over, buy-in matters, Grant. We ask our players, when a coach comes, what's the first thing? He says, I need to get them to buy in. You hear that in college all the time. Yeah. Got to get them to buy in. Well, don't you got to get the players to buy into you too? Look at and Brian Dable. You think the players are buying into him this week? No friggin' doubt about it. We hear all the stuff in Buffalo because when you walk into a building, you say to your team, we're going to trust, we're going to inspire each other, we're going to believe in each other, here's how we're going to do it, let's do it. And you say we're going to – toughness and we're going to we, – we're not here to lose. We're not here to rebuild. We're going to win now. Denver's not the Giants or the Jets. Denver's a playoff caliber team. They're not the Texans right now. They're not the Bears right now. No disrespect to the way those teams won yep. early. But you're, you're trying to get them even in a loss – you're trying to get them to say, you know what? He trusts us. He trusts what we're doing. And even though we lost, I'll fight. For, I'm going to run through a wall for his ass because he'd do the same for me. That, that's where you the give and take. Now, listen, if this happens four weeks in a row, then it's going to become you will start to see players come out and say, yeah. a coach has asked us, we've we, we got to get better at this. Now, one week, you blunder. I, I understand now. You, you can't make decisions on, oh, it's third and one, forget to use a timeout. All those things that you have to know as a coach. Learning experience, yes. I don't want to be cliche, but I can friggin' tell you this right now. Had they a lost in the Giants game, that they would still go back and say, that's the fucking man there. He told us when he walked in the building, this is what we were going to do, and he did it. Mm-hmm. We responded, but even if they wouldn't have, they feel better about what's going on now than Denver and Houston. I don't give a shit what they tell you in public. And I love Coach Smith. And I think that Hackett, I mean, hell, Coach Hackett's son, Paul, recruited me. He's a re- one of the reasons I went to Southern Cal. So these guys that used to have a pacifier in their mouth and lay, are now running programs. So, But you got to coach like you're running a program. Mistakes are okay. You got out in front of it. Uh, I can tell you all those guys that made those decisions, all three of them, one would make the same decision. Yeah. Lovey. And the other one to hack it, I don't believe would make the same decision. Playoff teams should put the ball in the hands of their players, not their coach. I was listening to an interview the other day with Peter King on Mad Dog Radio with Christopher Russo. And he was talking about a conversation he had in training camp with Kyle Shanahan as it related to Trey Lance. Peter, by the way, thinks Garoppolo will be the quarterback of the Niners by week seven. You know, you hear about this leadership council that they now have in San Francisco because Shanahan needs the vets to back up the quarterback. There's just something that does not seem right there, Sean. You know, I I, I really feel within the walls of the organization, there's got to be real doubt on whether Lance can do this or not this season. Well, I, I would agree. And and 
and you hit it perfect this season. This they season. Sure did. Listen, they didn't believe it last year. He'd have played when Jimmy when a thumb injury he said, well, let's slide him in and get a chance here. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't believe in his skill set. There's a difference between believing in a quarterback and wondering if he's ready. Make sense? Yes. And so, hell, Grant, that's his fourth start in three years. Remember COVID and one at North Dakota State? This is- he didn't play at the fucking SEC, Sean. He played right. at North Dakota State. Right. So he's this is the game's fast. Now, he's an enormously gifted guy. But you can be enormously gifted, and those things move so fast, you start to piss yourself. We've all been hey, – trust me, plenty of them been there. Yep. Not everybody responds like Herbert in your rookie year or Burrow or Mahomes. Allen didn't respond. It took him now. He's the ultimate weapon in the league in Buffalo. So, yeah, Grant, I'm Peter King. I wouldn't be shocked. Now, if this was the Chicago Bears, they're going to let Fields work his way all the way through it. Yes. As they should. Yes. And he made some really good plays, as they should. Yes. The playoff roster, guess what Trent Williams doesn't care about? I'm not talking about their – I don't know how he and Trey feel about – Trent Williams doesn't give a shit right now about mm-hmm. you being in a second year he cares about winning that's right george kittle wants to win yep. now they'll back anybody who's on the field that's their job but listen I- i'm with you on the what is the one thing grant we talk about accuracy i'm not talking about the physical i'm talking about some of the intangibles you know the, the, the number one thing i would ask my quarterback to do aside from being mentally and emotionally tough i would say be decisive Go with B. It's like grabbing a club, five iron. It's two, two over. Grab the motherfucker and rip it. Yeah. I want decisive. So when you're decisive, when you want decisive on the field, you have to have decisive from everybody around you and the coaches who put you out there and deploy you. I don't know. Well, I, I'll take that back. I believe that while they think it's Trey Lance's, that they, they, they had he's he starting and they believe in him. I don't believe they're decisive enough to believe that he's the quarterback the whole year. He, I agree. It's his job. He didn't earn it. He was given right. it because of where he was drafted. Great Doesn't point. mean he can't be a player. But Great what point. happens is if you don't make decisions based on a roster and you make them based on a commitment to one player and you're losing because of it, that you, 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 want, you want to put yourself in hot water with players in a hurry, they know. Fucking players know. And I don't know if it's going to be Trey. Trey may go wild the next six weeks. I know this. That if you don't go wild the next six weeks and you're two and four, and you think you got a Super Bowl roster, you you better you better call that leadership council and find out what they want. But they're not the ones who make the decision. That's but right. you better have their input. Well, they got a pretty big game coming up uh, uh, this weekend on yes, Sunday. Sir. I mean, Seattle. Let's face it. I don't think anyone thought they'd be the only team in the NFC West with a win after Week One. But here we are. And I know it's early, and I don't want to get carried away in a 17-game season, but the Niners better figure out a way to win this game, or you know the the talk is really going to start in earnest leading up to week three. Well, I heard people after the game in in Chicago, Grant, even suggest, well, Jimmy would have handled the rain better. Now, let's slow our roll, but that's the thought process for some. Now, I'm not even talking about just the Twitter. There are people out there who believe that a veteran in that inclement weather, fuck, dude, Guess what? Guess what ain't easy? Playing the position. And guess what nobody cares about? Hey, Mike Martz went all in on the – you want to talk about a guy who left no stone unturned about how he feels about Fields and Lance and yep. rain and – Mike doesn't give a shit. You, he's tough on his guys, right? That was in the past. Go ask Kurt Warner or Mark Bolger, Trent Green, about Mike Martz. Right. And they said, hey, no defense tough enough to de- – that's the toughest defense you'll ever play is having to have Mike – and Mike is a <laughs> – and Norv Turner was my guy. Mike and Norv are good. They come from the same cut yeah. from the same class. Like, 
if you're not competing and you're not doing it, you are screwed from those. Yep. You better learn in a hurry. So I, I'm, listen, you, you have to win your team over. And if you don't earn it in the off season or like, like Trey Lance, you better, you have to have it earned during the season. And if you don't earn it, you'll continue to hear players say, well, you gave it away. You, he didn't earn the job. Jimmy's got to come in. So you're trying to eliminate that as quickly as you possibly can. But Trey Lance has got a world of improvement to make, and it's on a playoff team. We'll see. And, again, I don't really give a shit about the weather because both teams were playing in the same conditions. You know? And it's about – I interviewed Joe Buck a couple of years ago, and I'll never forget what he said. He was getting ready to do the – game in Green Bay in January and I was asking him about you know and, and he, he stopped me he goes listen he goes Grant you know what I learned this a long time ago from my dad my dad told me don't ever talk about the conditions that you're broadcasting in whether you're fucking hot or you're cold or whatever fans don't give a shit they're they're watching the game and they want you to deliver the job that you're paid to do so don't be talking about how fucking cold you are in the booth and I thought, Joe, I was like, wow, you know what? That is spot on. Same thing with really? players. I don't give a shit. I remember when Eli went in and beat uh, Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game and the windshield was 20 below and everyone said, oh, the Giants aren't going to win even though they're cold weather. So Eli went in and fucking played great. It's a mindset. Fuck it the is. weather. Everybody's playing on the same field. It is. It is a mindset. And, I, well, they play indoors. I don't care. And fans at home, when you make that, they don't care. Right. Now, listen, are the stats going to suffer? Sure. I, yes, but I, but I'm not there to see you throw go 30 out of 30 in a deluge where you can't even where the ball is waterlogged after one snap. But I yep. am there to see you make good decisions. Well, coming out of the game, who you feel better about, Fields or Lance? Oh, uh, I felt better about Fields. I got to be honest with you. Well, I, in I really that did. game, I'm talking about in he, that game, right? In that game, he looked more composed. He looked more comfortable in the pocket. He looked like he had more awareness. Now, in all fairness, he should. He's got a year of experience right. under his right. belt. Right, and and think about this. There's no question. But you know how people think, and the, the yep. distraction is everybody's got a distraction. How deep are you going to let the distraction enter your mind? Because when it's all said and done and, the, and you look four weeks down the road, and one says W, some say one says L, we may look at the stats and say, what happened? Oh, bad win. Who won? That, that's the one. And right now, Justin Fields has got the feeling like, I don't give a shit. What, he, he's got to feel better about it. Well, we'll see how this response goes with the 49ers. I've always said this. I think this week – the week between week one and week two, there's more overreaction in the National Football League than any other sport. I think yep. it goes crazy. We went through this with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay last year. The buildup to, gee, are they fucking done? Gee, does Aaron want to be there? And then we know what happened. And we it, it goes on and on. So I want to ask you, I, always, I want to see a team play a good three to four games before I think I have a really good read on them. How? What do you need? Four to six. Four to six? Four to six. Okay. Be because... Then, I mean, and depending on who the competition is, not that – well, we saw last week, you can be the number one seed in the AFC last year and get beat by the Giants, hence yep. the Tennessee Titans, in your own yep. damn building. So yep. – uh, and, and we see and we see it on Saturdays too. I mean, we, hell, upset city, right? You think, well, I'd rather get – and it's – Grant, I always say this, and I've told you this. I'd rather get Alabama, Notre Dame, those good teams early if I'm an underdog, Appalachian State at A&M. Absolutely. Yeah, when they figure themselves out seven, eight weeks in. Now, I don't know Great if they're – so we may find out that those teams aren't good anyway. But <laughs> Appalachian State, you say, let's hit them in the mouth, hold them down. Hell, they're trying to reel and find out about themselves. And before you know it, you believe you can win the game in the fourth quarter, and you do. So with, with it, yes, overreaction on the Rodgers isn't any good. I got news for you. The safest bet – I don't know who even – who's Green Bay play this week? 
Uh, shit, I it, just looked I, at I, it before I, we went I, on. But... I did too, and I looked at it earlier. Right. But as I'm looking and talking, put it this way. I don't know who they play. Bet on I Rogers. think they play the Bears, actually. I, I think, think that's exactly right, who so I Bears. Right. Listen, might be the safest bet of the week because yeah. I can sure as shit tell you that dude ain't <laughs> coming to work in a good mood. And I know that I've seen it. Go back and look at the week. And so, yes. And then we already, we've already got, you know, put it this way. The Giants aren't going to run. run for, they're not going to go 14-3. and three. No. The Tennessee Titans aren't going to lose. They're not going to give up 170 yards to the running back every week. You're, it, hey. you're not going to, you're not going to fuck it up on making decisions by four different teams and head coaches or, you know, my point. Hey, uh, listen, last year, last year in week one, Buffalo got embarrassed at home by Pittsburgh. Yep. Arizona went into Tennessee and fucking manhandled them. And Green Bay went in to a neutral site field in Tampa or Jacksonville and right. got killed by New Orleans. Well, yeah, the last yeah. time I looked, Tennessee was number one. The fucking Packers were the number one seed, and Buffalo ended up going pretty damn far. So we gotta we gotta just hold our horses a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, and and by the way, Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl and they got beat by Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> Today. So I would imagine yeah. they're gonna be okay. Right. And and we oh Josh Allen's not the guy. Well, we saw him against Kansas City at the end of the season. Oh, oh what is Green Bay gonna do? Oh, what the see, here we go. Well, I can't believe it. All the offseason stuff. Look what Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah, 13 wins and the most valuable player. Oh, Brady's done. Look what New Orleans did to him in, in, in a couple weeks in. 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. These guys know how to adjust. It's a game of adjustments. I say four to six weeks just because I okay. got to get through initial injury cycle. Yep. And it's longer for me now, Grant, because of the preseason shortened and the yep. lack of players. So I give them a, – it's not a hall pass. But I sure as hell rather start fast. But then I start to see offenses get into a rhythm, and I say, okay, they're they're going to be better. And I don't think Geno Smith's going to go nineteen and twenty-two every single game this year. Although impressive performance by him as well, he outplayed Russ Wilson overall in the game. No question. It was more. Efficient. I would say I would say this though. I think when you look at the NFC and the AFC, I think the leading contenders in the NFC, you can point out and say they really have flaws. When you look at the elite in the AFC. The flaws are, are minimal, in my opinion. When you look at Buffalo, where are the flaws? When you look at Kansas City, where are the flaws? But if you talk about the teams in the NFC, you can name a couple. And I think that maybe we're starting to see a little bridge. And I know the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, but I think we're starting to see a little division between the AFC and the NFC. Call and it's like, because of the quarterback. And, and Grant, you, you hit it perfectly. I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not so sure the sixth best team in the AFC can't compete with the best team in the NFC. Great and that's point. Great. And, I, and I, I honestly... Maybe yep. you, get to, you mentioned Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, Denver's going to be better than the Raiders, and we'll even push them aside. Cincinnati, Baltimore. I mean, the list yep. goes – Miami's, I'm telling you. Chargers. Don't sleep on them. The Chargers, people that are – the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, the list, it, it, yep. it's, it's enormous, right? And it, it just – it is. And the, the depth – and like if I said, who's the overwhelming best team in the NFC? You may not give me one, but you'll say, when all is said and done, Tampa's going to hang around, Green Bay will be hanging around, and probably the Rams will be hanging around. Right. And then you may be able to grab one or two. No, Right now, do you think the Vikings are going to run away with the NFC North? As yeah. well as they played. Got, awesome. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. But I can tell you this. The AFC, to me, it got more heavyweights. And got, you know why? It's the quarterback position. Look at it. Friggin' look there you at go. it. Yeah. Look at it. When we get to the – when you think when you get to the playoffs, like when it's 14 teams, who's the guy that you're going to say statistics? Jalen Hurts is going to be the worst quarterback of 14 in the when, when all is said and done. And yep. 
he only rushed, he'll, he'll carry it 20 times, rush for 100 and some. He'll get better passing it. His team won. He's got a great lineup because I think he'll make improvements. Point is, dude, if, you, if you're average at that position, even if you have the Bears defense now from yeah. 1985, I'm not sure you can survive it with – not that Jimmy – I'm not talking about McMahon, but I know. Take, take an average quarterback and stick him with the Ravens 2000 defense in this era. Not then, now. Yeah. They're, they're, they, you don't, you're not getting to the Super Bowl. You have got to have a fucking guy who can deliver it constantly, accurately, on time, not some of the time, not most of the time, damn near all the time. It's got to be between most and all, and the great ones do. When all is said and done, I assure you the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl will not be average. They yep. will not be average players when this is all said and done. Won't happen. Sean, this past weekend was just uh, upside down, crazy Saturday in college football. You have a game or two that you really are looking forward to more than any other this weekend because what we saw last weekend, I don't know if we're going to have a Saturday like that the rest of the season in college football. I mean, some of the heavy hitters and Alabama almost lost. We saw what happened to A&M. We saw what happened to Baylor. I and mean, we can go right on down. Fucking crazy weekend last weekend. What do you think for this yeah, weekend? And, and I don't think it's a great schedule this week, Grant. It's not. It's I, an I, off schedule. Yeah, And I don't mean it disrespectful to Appalachian State. And I'm so glad no. that I'm glad they get game day. They friggin' earned it. This is going to be yep. awesome, right? It is awesome. I can't wait to see how excited they are because they're agree. playing their ass off and they go in there and beat a heavyweight. Great. Or what we thought was a heavyweight. You know, a game. I, I know you're going to laugh at this. A game I'm keeping an eye on because I'm trying to judge one team by it, and it's dangerous for me because of the change. Oklahoma at Nebraska. Now, the only reason, listen, Oklahoma should beat them down, right? But you know how quick change at a coach. A little extra enthusiasm. They've been humiliated for two straight years. They've got Casey Thompson, the veteran quarterback, who's been in big games against Oklahoma when he was at Texas last year. Listen, the matchup should say Oklahoma by three touchdowns. You're going into Lincoln. Coach fired. I'm just, I want to watch. Now, it may be over by halftime, but I do want to watch it because I'm also watching the growth of Oklahoma's defense. I want to see how Melton, I mean, Milton continues to play offensively. Jeff Levy, Levy, the coordinator. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that. I'm obviously going to watch my Trojans. They, they don't have a rough game this week, but I'm watching them and the evolution of how they continue. Because I think they're dangerous, Grant. I do. Yep. And I, I, I was harsh on them in the preseason. I didn't put them in the Final Four because I didn't want to be that guy. I needed to see more. I can tell you this. You're going to have to score 35 or 40 to beat them on a weekly basis, even if their defense doesn't show up. You're, you're going to have a hard time stopping them. And I'm looking at some, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of games. I'm trying to think if I forgot some. I want to see the decision Jim Harbaugh makes at quarterback. Great point. If they want to win the national championship. Cade McNamara's a good player. Yep. The, the dual threat thing, the dual quarterback thing last year was great. I'm just telling you, if they want to compete with Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State, those guys, J.J. McCarthy has to be the quarterback. Because what he does, McNamara's a good thrower, but what yeah. McCarthy does is he breaks down, he, he tears down your defense because of his legs, and he was accurate with the football. I know it was Hawaii. I'm just telling you, if they're going to be standing at the final point and want to compete with the big boys, McCarthy has yeah. to play. So I want to see the decision Harbaugh is going to make, who's getting the majority of the work, unlike last year, it was flip-flop. If they don't play McCarthy, they've got, they're, they're, they won't win the national title. I'm just telling you, his feet are electric. You mentioned Oklahoma and Nebraska. You and I are from the same generation. Boy, I just miss the oh. day after Thanksgiving, Bud Wilkinson, 
you know, Tom Osborne, then Barry Switzer, Oklahoma, Nebraska was like one of the games that I couldn't wait to watch every year. Jack Mildred. Oh, right? right. Oh, yeah. Greg Pruitt and Johnny Rogers. Johnny Rogers. Carraway right. jerseys, right? Oh, yeah. Sims Maybe on the sideline, there'd be eight of yeah. them. Pull Billy one Sims. off, come off, throw it off with Billy Sims. I did. Yeah. Matter of fact, that was even growing up in California, you know, you think, well, you're a California. No, I was a football guy. Just yeah. like A&M in Texas, but Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, it was no always an earlier morning game on the West Coast, like the 11 yep. or so game. Yep. And it was or noon, whatever it was. And you'd yep. get it early, waking up on th- the day after Thanksgiving, eating leftovers. And I'd watch those dudes with the half cut off shirts. Keith Jackson, downhill. Keith Jackson announcing. Yes, playing downhill, <laughs> playing downhill on the crown of the field. Yeah. And they'd be running. And at no time in my life have I loved the wishbone. Except in the 70s when you'd watch it in the early 80s. Playing against it sucked. But I can tell you this, watching it was friggin' awesome. Yeah, we always talk about rivalries. And you and I have chatted so much when you were at USC. I just thought the USC-Notre Dame rivalry is so freaking special. And that's never going to go away. And I've talked to some of your teammates. And I'm good friends with Mike Lamb. But I've talked about that with Ronnie Lott. I've talked about it with others. And I always love to talk about athletes like yourself that have been to big programs and talk about their robberies. I love talking about Alabama, Auburn. I worked with Jack Youngblood for years. Oh, and I used to dude. love talking. Yeah. I, uh, the best. You, uh, you, the, the salt of the earth. And I love talking about Florida and Georgia and some of the memories when he played. That's why when I, when I talk to you and we kind of get off on a tangent, those stories about when you played at USC and those games against Notre Dame, what I love about it, when I talk to your teammates on that team, Greg Coet, Mike Lamb, Ronnie Lott, those guys, they all have different little nuggets that they talk about. And that's what I love about it because it was so special, but in some ways different for your players. You know, you might have had a completely different memory than Mike no or a different memory than Ronnie, you know? A fist fight the day before the Notre Dame game with a teammate of mine. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. Mm-mm. Me and Troy West, Lambo, I mean, Troy was our starting strong safety. And we're good friends, number seven, and he wore number nine. We lock her near each other. And the, the, the intensity the day before in South Bend during our walkthrough, you could just feel it building, right? It's SC, Notre Dame. And I don't even know how it started. We laugh about it to this day because I love Troy. Bumped shoulders or something. He said something. I said something. Motherfuck, motherfuck. Had to be separated before we started punching, slamming each other up against the locker. And it's like, motherfuckers, you're on the same team, right? Teammates like, yeah, sorry. And we're buddy. We've been, we were great friends before, been great friends after it, and teammates. And I love him. And I can remember John uh, McKay coming into our locker room. We had a special guest speaker. He comes walking in, and you're like, your wow. heart's beat. It was different, right? Wow. And I'll never forget Coach McKay saying, you will never, as long as your career is, I don't care what game you play in or what level you go to on Sundays or not, at no time will you remember or you think about and remember every little thing more than this game and match up here. Meaning, and was he right? Other, you, fuck yes, he's right. Everything because it's a weird grant because I, I you remember the bookstore the day before after the walkthrough. I remember when the snow started falling the day before. It was like perfect, right? right. And I'm an SC guy, but I'd rather play them in South Bend just because I don't know. I, it's the most iconic sports program in college football. I know the Army and Navy, but I'm talking right. about. And no. all the great, it just, it, it just is. Snow today. Snow today. And, and I took a recruiting trip there. It's like, and it started snowing the day before one of our games there. And I'm like, and I mean, I remember also we played one year there and Bruce Matthews told that we were, we ran like student body, ran like eight times in a row. It didn't matter. And I can remember Bruce kicked your ass and it was great. 
he came up to the line of scrimmage that we're running, we're running student body, right? We're running toss. And we ran, to, and it was almost like to say, we're going right there and you guys cannot stop it. And we went right there and it just kept playing downhill. Right. And then watching Marcus, my freshman year. Oh yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's Did you win both years? Did you win both games there uh, in your career? No, we split, I think we split with them. And then okay. when our class left and the year after that, I think that was when Lou Holtz went on like a 13, Oh, and one, whatever it was. Right. It was an but amazing it was back run. and forth, but it was simply the feeling, right. Grant, the feeling and the fans were that, right on top of you behind the bench. Oh, and it was phenomenal. And they treated my mom and dad like gold because my parents would fly oh. back to that game. They treated them awesome. It's the it was a great rivalry, but you didn't have to worry about somebody beating your brains in in the parking lot after it was like, come have that. a brat with us, come have a cold beer and do that. And real quick about Saturday, a couple things else I want you to keep an eye on. Oregon sucked the first game, exploded the second game. They got BYU. BYU beat Baylor. I'm curious about BYU's team, Grant. Watch that game this weekend and in another one for different reasons. Does our guy Mario Cristobal have Miami back? Mm-hmm. And they're heading into Kyle Field at AM oh, after boy. AM was humiliated. Great and Jimbo Fisher's now being questioned as an offensive play caller. Should he give up the play calling? Who is Texas AM? Because I don't know. But we're about to find out of two football teams that had high expectations in the past. Texas AM's higher this year. But we know Cristobal, what he brings back to Miami. And there's a lot of pressure floating around here in Texas. The talk in Kyle Field, and, and they haven't looked good in the first two games. They won one against Sam Houston State. And I assure you, Miami's not coming in here to play soft. I promise you. So they're trying to find their offense. But, yeah, Grant, rivalry games, there was nothing like that. The UCLA game was great, too. But we all find something different about those games, whether it's a moment, whether it's a day before. But it's just everything about it makes my hair stand up on my neck because it just was phenomenal, nerve-wracking, want to fist-fight each other type of game. Yeah. Sean, you're the best. I love talking football with you. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. Awesome to be with you too, brother. Thank you. I look forward to our next talk. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, My buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked remember go to zbiotics.com slash grant use the code grant at checkout for 15 percent off thank you zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time now for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. David asks, will you broadcast in some form for the rest of your life or retire? It's a great question. I hope I can do this for a long time, David. I don't have a timetable, but I wish I, I would like to be able to broadcast in some fortune, uh, some, some fashion, I should say, for a long time. I really, really enjoy doing that. Reed wants to know who's the hardest working athlete you've ever been around. Reed, it's a tremendous question, but there are too many, just too numerous to name them all. I've been around some incredibly hard working athletes. I mean, and, and generally speaking, those individuals that work the hardest, they normally succeed at a level where maybe they shouldn't. In other words, the athletes that I've seen that work really hard are Michael Jordan and LeBron James, but the others like Scott Pollard, for instance. Scott really had no business playing in the NBA for as long as he did, well over a decade, but it was his work ethic. It was his commitment to his craft that enabled him to have such a successful uh, NBA career. Chase wants to know, is it more entertaining watching a sports season when you don't know who the best teams that season will be or when they're great dynasties like the 2000 Patriots and Alabama? No, I like when we don't know. I like the underdogs. I like the great stories. I mean, Cincinnati last year, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, but I like those type of stories. I don't think it's as fun when you know who's going to win all the time. Rob asks, are you surprised the NBA is planning on expanding in Seattle and Las Vegas at the same time? I have not heard that, Rob, so I'm not going to comment on that. I don't believe that they will expand at the same time, but that's just my opinion. Christian wants to know what teams were most disappointing in week one of the NFL? Dallas, clearly, and Arizona. Those were the two most disappointing teams from last weekend. Rich wants to know, will Aaron Judge have a better season than this in the future? If I had to wager, I would say no, Rich. I mean, it looks like he's well on his way to 60-plus home runs. So, no, I would say no. Brandon wants to know, isn't it interesting a wide receiver has never won NFL MVP? I mean, if Jerry Rice didn't win it, then yes, you make a very good point. It's always the quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Trevor asked, do you agree with Von Miller that Cooper Cup is the Steph Curry of the NFL? I didn't hear Von Miller say that, but no, I don't agree with that. I think it's a silly comment. Cooper Cup's really good. We get that. Is he Steph Curry of the NFL? I think that's getting carried away. Adam asked, are you surprised Burrow played so bad? Not really. I mean, he had an appendectomy just a couple of weeks ago, was in the hospital for five days, lost a lot of weight, missed a lot of time. So I'm not shocked by that. Jay asked, do you like the NBA changing the coach's dress code. No, I don't. I like to see the coaches in suits and ties. Uh, but, you know, call me old-fashioned. Call me whatever you want. But I prefer that. Casey asks, Casey wants to know if I've ever been to a Stanley Cup game. Casey, in 1994, I went to the 1994 finals between the Rangers and the Canucks. I went to games three and four in Vancouver, game five in New York, game six in Vancouver, and game seven in New York when the Rangers won the first cup since 1940. 
And uh, that was one of the most memorable sporting experiences I've ever had. Mike wants to know if I've seen the average cost for the family of four to attend the 49ers game and purchase four beverages and hot dogs is over $1,000. You know, Mike, again, it prices out a lot of the folks. It prices out a lot of the fans. Uh, The prices to go to an NFL game, absolutely crazy, really. Nick wants to know, is Aaron Judge an all-time Yankee like Randy Levine says? Yeah, I think he's an all-time Yankee. I think he has a lot of years left in his career. I don't think he's leaving New York, but yes, I do. He exemplifies a lot of the great characteristics that some of the Yankee greats have had uh, in the past. So absolutely, I do agree with that. I do agree. Jake wants to know if I've been watching any Eurobasket. Jake, I haven't watched one second of it. Really don't have any uh, interest. I just don't. And then finally, Alan wants to know, would you say most teenage players drafted in the NBA are emotionally immature? And if so, how does this affect the team culture? I would say yes, most of them are. Uh, They're not ready physically or mentally. And it's not the greatest atmosphere in the locker room, but because there are so many young players that have been coming into the NBA as of late, or the NBA as of late, it's not as big of an issue as it used to be. Very good question, though. It's time for Brent, 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 Brent. Today's rant is brought to you by Sky Oak Capital, a financial planning and wealth management firm. As an SEC registered investment advisor, Sky Oak Capital's primary focus is protecting your assets by mitigating risk while providing returns to allow you to retire comfortably. Now, to schedule a financial consultation or just go to skyoak.com, you can take a free risk analysis. Views and opinions expressed by this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Sky Oak Capital. So on Sunday, the Raiders at home taking on Kyler Murray. Two quarterbacks that are coming off very poor week one performances. For Murray, you have to wonder if he's ever going to return to the form that we saw him at the beginning of last year since DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt. Kyler Murray has looked lost on the field and his playoff performance last week, or excuse me, last season against the Rams in the playoffs. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I mean, it was terrible. It was one of the worst quarterback performances I've ever seen. Then you got Carr. You know, you got a new coaching staff, and you got Devontae Adams, and everything's going to be great, and Carr goes out and stinks up the joint and throws three interceptions, a couple of bad picks, and you have to wonder, when you look at both these quarterbacks, who's going to be left standing at the end of this season as the quarterback that has the brightest future? Is it going to be Murray? Is it going to be Carr? I mean, isn't it interesting that fan bases in both cities are still skeptical over these high-priced quarterbacks? Should be fun to watch on Sunday. That's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.